All right, back here in New Island, Columbus Dispatch Education Report, Megan Henry. And my goodness, just before we started, we were talking about everything else. So expect a general podcast from Megan. Megan could talk about everything. Lots of thoughts on the Browns and Bengals and Steelers. We'll have to talk about that sometime. But, you know, you wrote a story recently for a dispatch. I thought it was really interesting. Um, I didn't know this until a couple weeks ago. Supply chain issues are becoming a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, all over. I mean, uh, certain stuff in the grocery store, it's hard to find. Um, they're already warning us that as we approach the Christmas season, there's some stuff that may not be readily available. Uh, not that it's never going to be around, but it might take a little extra for it to come and everything. And then now we're seeing, since Megan covers education for a dispatch, that this is happening in lunchrooms of schools in the Columbus area. Uh, Megan, what, what are we losing in school lunchrooms in Columbus? Or what yeah. don't they have stuff of? Yes, yes. Well, Chris, thanks for having me back on the show. As always, I always it's always going to be back. Uh, yeah, so school lunchrooms, they are short on a handful of staples in the lunchroom. They, I talked to Westerville, and it sounds like they are having a hard time finding breakfast items, such as pancakes and cereal. Um, districts really, it's really not just a Worthing, or excuse me, Westerville. It's really not just a Westerville thing. It's really across central Ohio. They're having a shortage of pizza, chicken, hamburgers, corn dogs. One food service director I talked to said anything with a stick, such as corn dogs, they're having a hard time finding. So it's really um, all over the place when it comes to uh, food. Uh, someone told me that they were having a hard time finding lettuce to make salads. And so they had to kind of pinch hit and go out to local Kroger in Westerville and buy a bunch of lettuce to make salads for the school lunch that afternoon. So it's just really uh, across the board, uh, various food items that they're having a hard time finding for school lunches. And it's not just the food itself. It's also uh, the plastic utensils or even just the the trays, the styrofoam trays that hold the lunches. It's things like that that I, I know I definitely didn't think of when I first started working on the story, but it's uh, not just the food, but also um, the things that you need to help with the food uh, and just make the school lunches run run efficiently uh, in the cafeteria. So it sounds like it's a production issue. There's sometimes with a lot of jobs in the country, some companies can't find workers. So it sounds like some of these places just don't have the needed workers to make the utensils or sticks for corn dogs or whatever the case might be. And um, transportation too, right? So are those kind of the big reasons why this stuff isn't getting to the schoolrooms, the lunchrooms? Yes, exactly. You hit up on all of it. So it's it's not just like one piece of the puzzle. It's really all of the food supply chain. So yeah, it's production, it's manufacturing, it's distributing, it's not having enough staff. So it's, it's really... Um, this has really caused like a ripple effect. Um, all these various uh, parts of the food supply chain that are having issues, um, which is not just limited, as you were saying earlier, to uh, food supply, but it's also you know Amazon. You know you'll order something online and right away uh, you you get an email back saying how oh you know due to uh, due to like staffing that they're running issue running into issues of having deliveries come out on time, and so it just really leads to issues across the board, um, and we're seeing that uh, touch even school lunches. And it's fun when you tell stories about, hey, you know, they're going to Kroger, they got lettuce that they can help fill the lunches. 
but it can't be cost effective. It's it's resourceful, I guess, but it, it probably is going to hurt budgets in the long run as this continues, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that something that school districts that I talk to here locally don't don't want to do. They don't want to have to run out to the Kroger, Giant Eagle, Costco, you know, whatever it may be. They don't they don't want to go out and do that. I talked to um, a national um, food school lunches association, and they were saying how they've heard from districts across the country that have had to do that um, on a more regular basis. But here locally, they said that very reason, Chris, that they don't want to have to go out and buy these things that are you know, going to be more expensive and that's just not going to be good for their bottom line uh, in the long run. So that's really a last resort that hasn't, I haven't seen happen a lot here locally, which is uh, a good thing, but uh, that did happen at least once in, in Westerville. I would assume, now I know your story focused on school lunchrooms, but I would guess that even if your reporting didn't cover other areas, I'm guessing there's going to be issues in other areas of the building too, right? This wouldn't just be only school lunchrooms are facing this problem, right? Is, is there other areas that you're guessing that might have some similar issues in trying to with supply chain? Uh, that's a good question. I, um, I haven't really done it a whole bunch yet, uh, but now I want, now I'm curious. Now I don't have to look yeah. at um, Yeah. That, you know, I'm sure with school supplies, that's probably an issue. Um, especially as the year goes on, of course, there's a big rush and, end of summer and all around August for school supplies. But as the year goes on, um, I'm not really sure. I'll have to look into that. Now I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. And uh, you might say, well, they weren't at the school. Shouldn't they have stuff saved up? Well, obviously you can't save food up necessarily. And yeah, it, it's a problem. Unfortunately, is it going away? I mean, and your story talked about how, uh, some people would say, hey, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. It's not like, hey, it was a big issue last week, but mm -hmm. now we're over the hill. Um, is there a next step for these places? Uh, you know, they're having these problems or are they just going to have to fight for it the best they can? Yeah, that's a great question. I, it seems like since it is such so many layers to the issues, it's not like a one size fits all um, solution. But I think just people being patient uh, and understanding will be a big help. Uh, and then also, yeah, just as these uh, supply chain issues kind of hopefully even out and uh, people are able to be hired on. And, yeah, there's hopefully things can just get smoothed out in that process, which will take some time. And then we'll see not just school lunches, but also things like Amazon packages and um, yeah, grocery stores and even some restaurants that you'll go to that has items out. Hopefully in the long run, things will, things will get better here uh, in a bit. So the takeaway for those listening to this is be patient because, and hopefully this provides an understanding of why this is happening. But seriously, a couple of weeks ago, my wife was telling me, hey, you know, there's supply chain issues. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I wasn't even aware of this. But the more I'm reading and the more we're reporting this at Dispatch, I'm seeing this happen more and more. Hey, I want to make sure you got the plug. Obviously, Ohio and podcast, please listen to. Uh, but you also have your own podcast uh, that you do with the education team. I'll plug that so we can listen to that as well. Yes. So at Dispatch, we have our own education podcast that we do called um, – the learning pod and so it's myself and then our hired reporter sharon Hendricks. and so we just talk uh every two weeks we just get on and do a podcast about what we've been covering and so we try to focus on one or two issues that either k-12 which is what i cover or higher education which is what sheridan covers and so we'll just talk about um, a story and just kind of dive into it like chris and i do very good and if we haven't already and we've said this and 
if you haven't followed her yet, shame on you. But if you haven't made that choice to follow you on Twitter, how can we follow you on Twitter? Yes. So my Twitter handle is at Megan K. Henry. Uh, don't forget the K. It's very yes. important. Hey, I, I wonder what happens when you type in Megan Henry. Is, is somebody famous? or? <laughs> Honestly, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was already taken. So got to get the email yes. in there. <laughs> Make sure you, you add in the K, so it should be good. All right. Name. Well, Megan, as always, thanks for stopping by. We're going to try to have Megan on more in the future to talk about some of her stories as well as other stuff happening around Columbus and Central House. As always, thanks, Megan. Have a great day. And everyone, thanks for checking out The Ohioan. Yes, thanks for having me, Chris. Thanks for listening. <laughs>